Joe, what is it that goes in um, hard and dry, but comes out soft and wet? No idea. Gum. Hmm. See, gum. Hmm. You think I was going to say penis? No. Okay. No. All right. Well. Why well, would it come up wet? <laughs> My hand is like. <laughs> uh, what do you call two lesbians in a closet? Awesome. <laughs> I was going to go with liquor cabinet, but, you know, <laughs> but um, the judge, let me say, yep, judges accepted awesome for a reason. Um, hello, everybody. This is Jacques. Joe. And welcome to Carnival Personnel. Uh, recording this the day after uh, Halloween. All Saints Day. was uh, how, how was your Halloween? It was tepid at best. Was it? I liked it. I liked it. I liked the fact that only four people came to my door, one group of, was, of which were my son's friends and him. <laughs> so yeah, it was a good Halloween for me. You? It was fantastic. Uh, in our town, um, and I'm a little surprised, I didn't realize our town was an everybody gets a trophy kind of town. And because it was supposed to rain and be windy, they postponed Halloween from Thursday to Friday. Which was fine because we were going, you know, to another town to meet friends, anyways. Which meant our boys didn't miss out on Halloween in our own town because we went the next day. But so you got two Halloweens. Might be a third coming up because. <laughs> Wait a second, we're talking about you. This is like Halloween for you should be like you don't dress up, right? Exactly. <laughs> like, but we, uh, but uh, so the funny thing is. You know, we thought we miss it out in their neighborhood with their friends and stuff like that because we were seeing other people. Halloween night was gorgeous. It was like 70 degrees. It was a little misty. Um, kind of like me after watching Beaches. Yeah, right. Thank you. But it wasn't bad at all. It, the actual Halloween night, it was fine. It didn't rain. The wind's been pretty windy here, but it was 25 degrees colder. And it's like, yeah, nice planning dorks. And But then a lot of towns have moved Halloween to, to Saturdays anyways. Um, I will never not miss Halloween at John's house, our friend in uh, our lawyer friend from Friday night. He lives in a town like by the beach that it's it's a walk street. He will go through, and this is not an exaggeration, 2,000 plus pieces of candy. And it is it's a place where you know a few blocks away is is you know beautiful Pacific, you know beaches, all this stuff. It is most crowded on Halloween night, and it, it, it's great. Like, all the neighbors do up their houses and stuff. Is it White Privilege Lane? It is. Well, it is White Privilege Lane in White Privilegeville, uh, but they're, during the Halloween, people from all the surrounding towns you know, come over there because they know it's the safest place. It's a lot of fun. Um, but it was great. So Halloween, uh, yeah, Halloween's big, you know, with our family. It's almost Halloween. And uh, it was great. And the highlight of it is I haven't seen the skit in a couple years, but management brought back into my life and into the boy's life for the first time, the great David S. Pumpkins, uh, which unarguably the greatest Tom Hanks um, acting achievement ever. Any questions? <laughs> Yes, several. <laughs> I think that skit is just brilliant, and I've heard him interview before about it, and he was apprehensive, you know, to say the least, uh, but he was like, yeah, you know, I don't even think it was an episode he was hosting. I can't wait till they do the biopic on David S. Pumpkins, <laughs> just to cap off the irony. See, Tom Hanks uh, stars in a lot of biopics. It's this... Uh, is this a local 
thing or something. <laughs> um, no, but but that was great. Well, I'm glad that you're a Halloween and, and, and your your boys. Oh, this one, did he do anything? Worked. Oh, good. God bless. Hey, the Lord loves a working man. Right. And uh, don't trust Whitey. Um, so, so you know, I, I don't know. You know, no. Well, well, you know what? I'll bring it up because it's Halloween before we get into the awful. Joe, you only had four kids to pass out Halloween candy to. How would you rank your passing the candy out? Terribly. You, you like, like you like just overshot the bag. I, just I punched one of the kids. I <laughs> shouldn't have taken my wiener out. That was a bad she, move. She had it coming. No, no, I didn't. Know, I did nothing of the sort. But I just we have a basket, you know, like one of those picnic basket type things, and you know, it would, it's not a picnic basket anyway. You know, I just hold out the basket and I let the kids serve themselves because I know our street doesn't get a lot of traffic, so I know they're going to be one of six kids that night that are going to get our candy. And by the way. My wife sets up. My wife sets up the candy, and she's a big no soy, no allergen equals no fun candy. So all the candy. I mean, it tastes okay. It's good, well, but it's you not passing out erasers. No, no, no. They're candy. It's like, but it's all allergy free. So it's, I guess it's cool, but at the same time, it's not Reese's. It's not you know Hershey. It's not uh, delicious. You know, it's um, you know. So I get a lot of spit in my face from kids. Over. I asked you how you did handing out the candy because um oh, I'm sorry you were going somewhere with this yeah okay yeah the guy who lives at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue <laughs> and his uh, uh what's 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 the term what's the term for uh, oh piece of shit wife um apparently apparently what what did somebody say on Twitter they haven't learned how to human yet <laughs> <laughs> something like that yeah I saw the video clip of of them handing out candy and this little kid apparent I assume little kid. Uh, walked up in a very elaborate uh, minion costume, and um, yeah, with, with with the bag out and open. Yeah, you know, as tra- as is tradition to collect the candy. Yeah, um, you know, walked by the president, and the president was so taken by his the 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 the, the novelty of the costume, and the size of the costume, and the flatness of the head of the costume that he decided to take the large. Granted, not fun size, an actual regular size Hershey bar, and place it on top of the minion's head. And so did Melania. Like, she's like, oh, he must know something I right. don't. Oh, this is new. In my country, we put in bag, but you know. <laughs> did he maybe think it was Chef Sessions? I don't know. <laughs> oh. But uh, but yeah, that was, I don't know if that was the highlight or the low light, but when you can't do that, you know, when you can't put candy in a basket for a kid on Halloween... Uh, you're fucked up. Um, you know, I, I don't know if uh, you know, speaking about fucked up, I don't know if you heard about this. I read, a, I heard it on sports radio and I followed it up. There's a show called, uh, Game Day Live on ESPN. And it's a huge thing in, in college football. It's been going on. I think the show's been running 20 years. And whatever campus are on, there's a bunch of kids in the background. And I guess one kid a little while back, had a funny sign that said something like, you know, meat, beer, money, or, you know, but it was a clever sign. Goes viral. Kid ends up making, like, people start sending tons of money, like, enough money where he is like, uh, I should do something with this. And he, you know, pledges, you know, contacts a local children's hospital that he's going to donate a million dollars for the beer fund, it's called. Essentially, it was, I know the story, it was the beer fund. It was basically, I think he took money for, like, some beer, you know, (laughs) and then, like, the rest, which was about a million bucks, 
he was going to donate to this children's hospital. But then I think that was the end of the story, which was a nice heartwarming story. And I'm glad that nobody <laughs> tried to ruin it or spoil anybody's fun and that we just moved on from it. No, that's not what oh! happened. Some, some um, little heartworking, you know, Wurtworth and Bernstein. Look, and I don't want to be the fake media. The media is the enemy of the people. But somebody decided, yeah, this, this is a college kid. This was literally a person in the media being an enemy of a person. Right. And, and literally, no history between them. Not like, oh, he stole my girlfriend in high school. I'm going to get this fucker. So some local journalist decides... I'm going to go back and read every tweet ever, and I guess that he 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 writes this expose that sure he's given a million dollars to a children's hospital, but this piece of shit posted racist things on his Twitter page in high school, which I guess were taken out of context lines from I don't know if it was Chris Hart or we very often quote Chris Rock like a Kevin Hart or something right. There were it would I think the story was that his friends. We're watching a movie at the same time, like a big mama's house or something like that. And uh, they were saying some like racy lines about the from the movie to each other on Twitter. Going back and forth. Right. And, you know, the kid was 16 at the time. Didn't wasn't exactly media savvy. Didn't think, oh, when I'm in college, I'm going to go viral. So maybe I should watch what I say on this very public platform. And he said some, you know, provocative, maybe... A white kid from that area should not be saying on social media things. Out of if it can be taken out of context, yeah. uh, you know, like I very openly am racist and anti-Semitic and misogynistic and been a bad person. I'm an equal opportunity offender and hater. Uh, so ha- when do you take oath of office? I, yeah, exactly. Um, but that's the things. Like how far back do you have to scroll to find this? Do you- the, the easy way to do this. If you're targeting somebody, you can go on the website, the Twitter website, and in the search bar under an advanced search, you can just search keywords in a timeline of a certain user. So you can say the N-word. for Anytime this person said the N-word in their timeline, it will most likely pop up if it is said in their timeline. Sure enough. So my guess is that he wasn't exactly reading all of his tweets. I'm, I'm sure he was like, did this kid say anything like... Mm, I don't know. Boo, and the N word, yeah. right? And, and, and so, and then you know, to bring the happy, the happy, uh, the happy story to it's. Uh, and you heard how it, it the conclusion of the story. I I think the uh, I think the guy who did the searching may have gotten a taste of his own medicine. I think that another journalist or other people. I think the public. Just said, oh, by the way, since we're doxing people. Is that what it's called? Yeah. It's like um, dox is short for like showing their documents, like, you okay. know, out in their names and history and stuff. Where since are your papers? Exactly. <laughs> if we're going to be doxing people publicly, let's uh, let's go into your history, Mr. Journalist. And lo and behold, he said a couple of uh, even worse mm-hmm. uh, things. And I, I forget what the nature of it was, if it was like misogynistic or anti-semitic or how do you do you know the the, the uh, you details? Know, no i just know that he's now no longer i think it was like the des moines i win or something you know it, was, it wasn't the post or the times right. or you know uh, either way he was trying to make a name for himself by tearing something down and look even the guy was a piece of shit racist giving the money it's like it, 
yeah, he gave a million dollars to charity, move on. You know, <laughs> right? Exactly. He's not running for, uh, you know, he's not nominated to the Supreme Court of the United States of America. He's a guy. Pick that stuff up then, but he's a guy. So, right? You know. So yeah, <laughs> kid thought he was doing something not so fast. Right? You know? Yeah, that was a few weeks ago. So I'm glad we got around to it. But what I did, what did happen this week that I thought was awesome, and I, real journalists, I don't know why real journalists aren't doing this more. Uh, you know, the past week, you know, there was one of these people who, I correct me if, if 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 I get like his title wrong, but the guy's name is Alex Vindman, who was a deputy director overseeing like the transcription of like presidential phone calls. That was his job. He's part of the military, but that's his job. You know, is is making sure. The things get transcribed properly. I mean, it's all auto text things, but some, you know, some things don't get picked up in context and things like that. Other words that, you know, need to be corrected. He had corrected the Ukrainian thing. And, and when he saw the official, he went to the, his the transcript of the call Tr- between the president and the United right. States and the Ukraine's uh, president phone call. Yeah, the, 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 the thing that's under, uh, under scrutiny to maybe impeach the president of the United States. And so he ended up. Going to his superiors and saying, hey, these things weren't in the official transcript that were in the phone call that are pertinent to this transcript. We need to correct it. And Like what What kinds of things? You know, like uh, the fact that he, you know. Uh, he did mention the Obidens. He, he, uh, he, mentioned he mentioned the Bidens, the the company that, that hit, you know, Hunter Biden was sitting on. All, but. You know, and then he's also the ones that, you know, said, yeah, when he went back to fix it, that's when it had been moved to the secure, you know, server, the server. This guy testify, you know, for this. Um, and of course, he's a 20 year career military guy. He's been awarded the Purple Heart. He's been awarded. Basically, I don't know how you or I wouldn't have the physical strength to put the military jacket on that he wore and to testify because of the medals that would have weighed you and I down. I don't think you could wear a 30-pound jacket with these medals. I mean, a bona fide you know, war vet, war hero, Purple Heart guy, which the right has decided, well, his parents were immigrants, so what country is he really working for? He's a real piece of shit. Just... Days of tearing this guy apart. And I guess Nicole Wallace has had it. And there was a clip, you know, her on MSNBC showing three people on one of those panels. On Fox News. Fox News. Just shitting on the guy. And then, you know, basically questioning his, um, basically questioning everything. And then they were like, we're questioning his background. Like, you know, how was he even vetted to be in the room? And she's like, listen, you chicken shit. You know, he was, you know, vetted, you know, I forget it. It's all over, you know, either Google, YouTube, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Nicole Wallace, chicken shit. And she calls him out for being chicken shit and says, yeah, you know, they he passed every background check. Unlike, you know, the president's children who are, you know, uh, privy to all this classified thing. But flat out, gloves off. Yeah, you people are lying pieces of shit. And I don't know why. You know, more people don't come out and say, you know what, you can have your opinion. You can be on this side of the aisle, that side. But when you do nothing except go out of your way of villainizing a war vet, a war hero, a decorated soldier, because he is doing his, he, again, 
all these people, you know, don't work for the president of the United States. They work for the people. You know, his his loyalty is to, you know, his, his oath to do his job, not to – anyways – um, yeah, yeah. so, so I, I just thought, you know, if you could find that it, it's, it's worth it. You know, everybody who posted, it's like, here's a 40 second clip. Oh. astounding. And, in, you know, some people might call that espionage. Except those people aren't chicken shit like the three of you. And they know that he passed a background check that the president's daughter and son-in-law didn't. Yeah, good for good for her. I and mean, I, I, I would like to see more of that. I'd like to see more people in the mainstream media calling out the chicken shitness the whole week. You like that production, by the way? I did. Joe, boom, right yeah. there. Yeah, like I, I, you know, look. Luckily, we have this state of the art laptop yep. here with you know the sound booth. Yes, the editors back in a back room. Right. You know, I mean, they pull grinding yeah, out. You know, the the production team back there. They, you know, they're Second good at prepping. Done. Yeah, they they're there. They have all the clips ready to go. It's not like me scrambling on my no. phone. No, while at the last second trying mid-sing to though. find the clip. Stretch out. Yeah, imagine <laughs> imagine me like imagine if I had to like hold up like the phone. Like so the, it's the a red speak- balloon. <laughs> the speaker of my phone up to the the microphone can no, you believe well I, way back like what when we started podcasting like was it 73 74 when right. we started this little thing yeah we used we to have to do that stuff right yeah. no it was crazy um but but you know speaking of crazy so what i love is and finally somebody yes i'm talking about fox news again somebody finally did go on fox news and say and i'm surprised that he wasn't shot on the spot or they had a cut to commercial but he was pointing out it's like hey everything that the gop is complaining about the investigation moving forward the impeachment moving forward uh these rules were signed into law by john baynard when they were brought forward by a Republican House and Senate. The Democrats aren't doing anything except following the rules that they themselves... We talked about this last week. Yeah, but but this week it's it's got into a fever pitch because now it's gone the next step. Now it's officially Nancy Pelosi has taken it to the next step, taken it to the floor for a vote. And taken I'm, it to the limit one more time. I'm moving on because I can't top that. Uh, the only... the only And, and this is... And... In any other administration, this would have made news. Um, the New York State coroner has come out, or medical examiner for for New York City has come out and said, "Yeah, Jeffrey Epstein was murdered." No, uh, no, 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 no. So, so I shouldn't get my news from my nine year old. <laughs> he's not the New York State. Um, he's a former uh, Manhattan uh, coroner, Michael Bodden. I like this guy. He used to do. I used to watch. Um, I forget what the name of the series was on HBO in the 90s, but they would do like autopsies and it was like high profile autopsies or murder cases or whatever. And then he would be the guy that they would use to consult and he would you know give his testimonials on these cases that he would worked on. And he was always very informative and entertaining and, you know, just like a no nonsense kind of guy and um, and, and well-respected, a well-respected uh uh, what do you call forensic pathologist or coroner? And so what had like, happened? Like Quincy. Yeah, exactly. It was murder. <laughs> um, so what had happened was that uh, Jeff Epstein's brother hired Michael Bodden to further investigate the possibility and to contradict, maybe find some discrepancies or just do a get a second pair of eyes on what the state's coroner had. Um, said about Jeffrey Epstein's 
so quote unquote suicide because there were you know lots of rumors floating around that hey uh, two of the security cameras around his cell weren't working at the time and oh two of the guards that were supposedly was supposed to be watching him were asleep at the same time when he was mur- I mean uh, committed suicide right. so a lot of work goes into making a coincidence happen so from the what little I guess evidence or uh, facts that were re- were avail- made available to Michael Bodden, he could immediately determine that that the neck breaks that were on Jeffrey Epstein were not consistent with a suicide in his 50 years of criminal pathology, but more consistent with a homicide. Wow. And, um, yeah, but he went on Fox News and said this. Now, I, I think we both agree... I think the world is probably a better place without a Jeffrey Epstein in it. Um, it just, you know, who did it? Yeah, and it, right. And the, why? Exactly. And it's sort of like, I think this was the one thing in the past year that brought both sides together, is that we all, you know, Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, Wiccan, the Christian Jew, no, you name it, we all could agree that Jeffrey Epstein was murdered and not committed suicide as or or so the new york state coroner would have us believe yeah so i mean i I think this is just something that's going to be one of those great docudramas in like 20 years and maybe we'll find out and sadly maybe it will take 20 years for us yeah because it's like one of those things where it's like yeah we all kind of know that jeffrey epstein was murdered but are we really going to get any Further than with this, it's fascinating. Like who would want him dead? And the answer is everybody. You know, for different reasons. But we know the people who want it. Who the people who want him dead? Who have tons of money? You know, who can make a coincidence like this happen inside a maximum security prison? Mm-hmm. You know, that list isn't a short list. Yeah, and they could probably uh, squash this investigation with the the money and influence that they use to murder Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, you know, they used to, but, you know, now things like this guy and stuff like that, and who can look at the medical records, even the medical records, let's see the body. But anyways, I just thought who it was interesting. can look at the records, <laughs> determine it was homicide. <laughs> you can make any, you're, you're <laughs> a, a gift. You are a gift. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm not really jumping ahead to sports, but just really Whoa. briefly, uh, World Series, the Montreal Expos, you know, finally, Congrats. you know, get there, you know, um, what what state is the world champion team from? What state do they represent? I forget. Trick question. I forget. I, I, all I know is they have complete voting rights, those citizens. Yeah. Yeah. No. And we're, we're proud. They're proud to be Americans where at least they know they're and their voice can be heard, yep. and they're not unfairly segregated by race. No, no. I mean, you know, one of those poor white folk in downtown Washington, D.C. Um, yeah, so they we're talking about the Washington Nationals one. Well, a very exciting Game 7. Exciting series. It, yeah. It, well, is there an unexciting seven-game series? <laughs> right, well. Shut up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is the, uh, I just want to make... You know, note that I, I honestly I wasn't keeping up with it, so I didn't realize until Game Seven that no home team had won a game in yeah. the series. I don't know, and then they continue that into Game Seven. It never happened in baseball. I don't know if in any other pro sport that a seven game series, the road team won every game. And another side note is that Fox was doing some promotion with Chevy about 
uh, like people could pick brackets at the beginning of right. the playoffs, and they were still at Game Seven, according to Joe Buck, who is an authority. Four hundred live brackets. Wow. I'm in like, what? Yeah. Like, how do you not choose? Okay, the Nats have to win one game at home. Like, you know, I mean, or, or something like why? Four hundred non-busted brackets. Well, you know, it's like one of those things. It's like how many people play the lottery in their numbers one, two, three, four, five, six? Because statistically, there's no less of a chance in those numbers come up in that order mm-hmm. than any other sequential numbers. Yeah, that's just like an odd coincidence. Yeah, it's like getting a royal flush or something. Right. So, what the highlight for some people, and we might talk about it in the sports, was uh, a seven-game series. Um, we'll call it Boob Fest 2019. Mm-hmm. You you followed that. I, I, I take it. Now, now you said boob fest, right? Boobs. Should I say? Yeah, right. Well, there's. A, I thought you also. I Two thought boobs. That's yeah. what he takes. I thought you for. could have said boo fest because that's. Another thing. That is another thing. But Boobafest was the two Instagram models who somehow during what, game six or game five? Game five. Yeah. They were shown behind, I think it was home plate. Yep. Two rows back. Yeah. They uh, they, they, they flashed their bare breasts for uh, Instagram awareness. No, I'm sorry. Breast cancer awareness. Now, <laughs> I, I'm not, you know, I'm not the kind of guy who wants you, like exploit women for the betterment of um sports but the the first the first few games of this world series lowest rated world series uh let me check check my notes ever <laughs> you know um worst game three <laughs> ever and so now it's like i would really like to see if the numbers went up after that and here's my question my legit question to you would you rather see that or some like you know the, the the people who buy those great tickets just so they can hold up their John three sixteen signs. You know, thankfully, because of the high ticket prices nowadays, you don't get those idiots anymore. Right? No, it's all white people now. <laughs> all white. And, and by the way, the models. The models, are, the models were fun white. fact. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but Joe and very white because even whiter because they were couldn't tan yeah. under there so you could see the the on account well that's 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 why you know that's why a a tanned woman and a Thanksgiving turkey have in common the white meat is the best part anyways uh, shut up <laughs> <laughs> I'll show myself out right now. <laughs> did I catch a niner in there um, but the best part is uh, apparently Tom Hanks or David S. Tompkins was wrong. David S. Pumpkins. Pumpkins, thank you. Pumpkins was wrong. There is crying in baseball. Why? So, game five, uh, at first it was uh, the White House had stated that the president was asked to throw out the first pitch with the Washington Nationals from the state of the District of Columbia said, uh, no, we we never asked him to throw out the first pitch. Uh, so, he's in one of the boxes, you know, with his... Minions, not the ones that he put the Hershey bar on. And at one point of the game, they showed the military people who were there, you know, the the service people that they had brought out, everybody standing and cheering. And then a shot of Blotus standing in the box. And he's smiling, and the first lady is smiling, and they're waving. And trying to think of anything outside of a Patriots Super Bowl victory or him being marched out of the White House in handcuffs would make me happier. But the entire... I'm quite sure he has supporters and fans there, but the overwhelming 
booze and then the chance of lock him up. And when he realized it and, and the national TV cut away kind of quickly, but we can debate it here. Um, and I, I'll debate it with anybody and tell you wrong and then kick you and in the you nuts. And you are a master debater, I will say. <laughs> I'm a cunning linguist. Uh, but I seriously love the fact he cried. He 100% turned away, bottom lip quivering. Uh, he cried. It, it was great when he realized those weren't... Donald. Yeah. Donald. Donald. He's a professional. <laughs> uh, did, you, now you saw the clip, and you're not you're not a hundred percent sure he was a quivering a sack of shit. I do not. I can't tell. It's that Mona Lisa reverse. Like, is he crying? Uh, is he not crying? Because, I mean, he de- definitely has like a dour look on his face, and it's zoomed in. You know, because they didn't. Um, you know, have the HD technology. In, you know, uh, they, they didn't have the uh, the 4K on this exact uh, video, but you could uh, one could argue that he was crying. And uh, you know, I mean, it's it's one of those things where you can choose to believe. It's yeah, it's open to interpretation. But you know, I, there's no evidence to say that he wasn't crying. Thank you. And uh, speaking of statehood, um, it's great because he's now Florida man, and I can't think of. When you think of the state of Florida, outside of Disneyland and uh, the Miami Dolphins, I you know you just think of um, yeah, just like awful headlines, arm, armpit, you yeah. know, yeah. If you do yourself a favor, if you're on social media, and by now you probably know the term Florida man, but follow Florida man on any sort of Twitter or Facebook or whatever, and um, I think you can look up. There might even be a website, but every day, like every date in like, you know, maybe the past 10 years, there's a Florida man, a headline, like news story. Oh, no, like every date in the calendar year. So you can just put in December 2nd. There's a Florida man headline for a December 2nd in some sort of year that has like a ridiculous thing like Florida man uh, marries Gator or something like (laughs) that. Right, right. Uh, remarries Gator, you know, because they got divorced, you know, a few years back. Yeah, no, but it's great. And as far as I'm concerned, you know, uh, Florida's shaped like a penis, and so I guess he fits right one, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I don't think we have a self-indulgent thing unless, you you know, you you wanted to, like, you know, read the Gettysburg Address as Elf. (laughs) No, but a couple of quick um, headlines that we didn't touch on yet. Oh, sure, please. Uh, Beto O'Rourke is out. Oh, I, yep. Uh, as of uh, Friday night, he uh, he he uh, he he's out, and he's not going to run for Senate. So I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll see him on Dancing with the Stars next oh, season. Shut up. Um, Warren uh, Elizabeth Warren announced her Medicare for All plan, which was pretty much saying, "Yeah, we're going to tax the rich." And, um, you know, maybe put some laws in place. Are you going to have to move some money around and kind of do some financial shenanigans? (laughs) Um, Bro, you you okay? (laughs) Yeah. Um, And uh, did you see uh, AOC on um, Chris Cuomo's show basically kind of laying out, like, the Medicare for All funding? You know, it's like, long and the short of it, it's a two-minute clip, but she basically says, like, look, Republicans are—nobody's ever crying poor— when it comes to funding a tax rate, tax break for the poor, or a tax break for the rich, rather, or 
um, you know, uh, defense spending. But whenever it comes down to Medicare for all, health care, or any sort of social program, it's like, well, we can't find the money. We can't find the money. Well, actually, yeah, we can find the money, and we just have to take the money that's being spent here and put it over here. And that's the same thing. It's like... And it's cliche, and it's a hundred-year-old trope, and everybody's heard it a thousand times over. You know, when Clinton was in the White House, the deficit is out of control, and we have to get it under control, have to get it under control. Um, he balanced the budget, had a surplus, and, and George Bush instantly blew the surplus. And that doesn't include the off-the-book wars. The, the Iraq war was not... Po- Part of the budget. It's it's been an off the book thing, and one of the first things in office that he did is give the rich a tax break. Which, lo and behold, everybody who was screaming, you know, uh, the deficit, the deficit, were silent. And um, Obama comes in, balance the budget. Actually, he and I don't kind of don't know why he did, but I get it to some extent. He ended up putting the war on the books, you know what I mean, and still balanced the budget, had a surplus. And and that's the same thing. We gave the rich another tax break. And when people say exactly that, I'm glad that somebody who has some street cred, who is putting it in plain and simple terms, is out there. And, and you know, people are like, oh, you can't have somebody too far to the left. It's going to alienate the people in the middle. I, I hope somebody can explain, uh, you know, basically what I just saw upstairs when I walked into your, your house tonight and you had the display of EpiPens. There's no reason that something like that isn't, isn't paid for, you know. Or costs $600. Right. right. No, so seriously, I walked in Joe's and we have the EpiPens too for – you know, one of our kids that Jesus obviously hates, and it's ridiculous. They, they last for two years, but there's a year expiration date, so that you can't send the kids to school. And ha- you have to have two. The school won't let you send them with one. They have to have two. All this thing. But yeah, I mean, it's just ridiculous that things like, you know, we, we hear the story. We don't talk about it too much, you know, uh, like just recently, I forget where it was. I think it was in New Jersey. Uh, kids aren't going to be allowed to go on field trips who have a deficit in their school lunch and stuff like that. It's like, really? You know, so good. Good for AOC. Good for Warren. Bernie has his you know, plan out there. Has he ever simplified and said this is where the money's going to come from or is that? Was it Bernie? Um, I, did, I, I don't know. I'm sure it's just taxing the rich. Right. Yeah. You know. But, I, I, honestly, good. it's really about legislating – legislating the pharmaceutical companies and you know yeah you have to put more regulation in place oh no you, you, you can't regulate that's anti-american so i live in detroit windsor ontario is truly a five mile ride across a bridge and i can get the exact same medication for one tenth but and canada isn't bankrupt yet but somehow yeah i know people are stupid in this country and i hate it and i want to i want to well well and luckily, because of the health care that I get in this country, you I will die might. faster. Yeah. yeah, as I eat this nacho chip, and you eat Danish, and we just sit here hearing ourselves getting fatter. So, so was, was there other headlines that I missed? Did, did you want to go into uh, Chop and Steal? This is oh, there's a sale at Pennies. <laughs> uh, no, but um, speaking of sales at Pennies, why don't you listen to this sale of a defunct sponsor of the week? 
Ghostbusters! It's the real Ghostbusters Firehouse playset. Figment, our firehouse is haunted! No way! Oh no! I've been gooped! Ghost to the stadium! The real Ghostbusters, each sold separately, assembly required. Hey buddy, see anything weird? It's Tombstone Tackle! Don't lose your head! Take a hike! There's a policeman! Oh no! It's, it's X-Cop! I can't believe my eyes! Whoa! We're not scared! Okay, so we don't even have to talk about baseball because we covered it. Unless we want to talk about more boobs in baseball. And I don't mean people doing dumb things. I mean uh, more people flashing behind home plate. I'm in. Remember the, well, remember the woman who flashed her boobs at the hockey game? Yes. Was it the same let me, girl? Let me have a moment. No, no. Uh, and it's funny when you said Instagram models. It's like, you know, I, I haven't done it yet, and I keep wanting to put on, like, my LinkedIn page at the top of the page, Instagram influencer. <laughs> I think I should, you know, I should make a business card and just start telling people I'm an Instagram influencer. Uh, is, is there any kind of... Uh, uh, checks and balances or any kind of legislation board that comes out and says, wait, you have three followers and two of them are your other dummy accounts. <laughs> uh, no, no, there's no fact checking or any checking for that matter. So in summary, more boobs could help baseball. Yep. Um, yeah, what basically means women should be playing baseball. I agree. Sure. <laughs> oh, you. Sure. Uh State of California has come forward, and I think I think it's all through the NCAA because California had passed the state law saying that players are going to be able to make money on their image and their likeness. Yeah, and then the, it is. A, I think it's it's a nationwide thing, and it, and but there's a Minnesota, isn't it like a Minnesota like representative that's that basically came out and said, "I'm going to put in legislation that says that if kids are going to be." making money off their images, then they should be not getting scholarships. Well, I, and of course, <clears throat> it's not an easy, it's not an easy subject. However, like, you know, I talked about, I watched that, what, what, what was it, like Saturday's Heroes or <coughs> Gridiron Great, some 1938 movie that tackled the fact that, Huh. You know, the college football was making, you know, almost $40 million a year and everybody's getting rich except the players. And here it is 80 years later. It's the same problem. And so California, as is the case in a lot of things, we're ahead of the curve and says, yeah, we're going to let the players in this state profit off it. And I think the NCAA end up realizing uh, Santa Monica Community College is about to have a better football program than Ohio State or the you know Texas A and M because all the kids are going to want to go play there. And it's not saying, and I think it should get there at one point. The college, you know, I heard Mitt Romney talk about this. Uh, Got to make sure that you know it's not going to be a situation where a couple kids on the team are going to be driving Porsches and other kids are going to you know be struggling to get bus fare to practice. What they're saying and what this started is like, you know, if EA Sports, because EA Sports had a very popular college football game and they used the players and their names on the back of the jersey, their touchdown dances, their special moves and whatever, and weren't paying the players at all. And then they decided, oh, okay, well, we'll just, you know, go with 
a no-name player, not put the names on the jersey, but do the same moves and all this stuff. And then mm-hmm. it, that didn't fly, got shut down. So it's not saying the schools have to pay or the NCAA. Ha- it's not saying that the NCAA has to reach in their pockets and pay these kids. It's just if the kids want to make money off their name. Like, you know, we talked about the kids who uh, traded – uh, their 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 team jersey, their own per- paraphernalia for free tattoos, and then got sanctioned by the NCAA and lost, you know, all all this stuff. I mean, it, I'm I'm glad that it's finally moving forward. It's going to take a while to m- come up with a fair thing. And no, the, the the kids who are on the cross country track teams for you know uh, Michigan State aren't having 110,000 people come to the stadium and watch them. But they are putting in just as much work and stuff. So there's there's got to be some kind of a little Morning something after. for the effort, you know, something yeah. for the effort. On your deathbed, there's not going to be any money in it. But on your deathbed, you still achieve total consciousness. So I have that going for me, which is nice. <laughs> so, so that, that, that. By the way, speaking of Bill Murray, did you hear that he applied for a job at P.F. Chang's? Yes, in, in the airport. In the airport. And, <laughs> and apparently got it. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, when's the shift starting? <laughs> if anyone of his stature was going to sign up for a job at P.F. Chang's and actually show up for a shift, it'd be Bill Murray. Or Andy Kaufman. Or Yeah, okay. We, we don't know that Andy Kaufman. Do you know that he's not working at P.F. Chang's right now? Touche. Uh, so uh, let, let's find out. So wrapping up the sports thing, so... The San Francisco 49ers are 8-0, led by Jimmy Garoppolo, the only other undefeated team. Well, as we're as his post, I'm hoping the Patriots are still undefeated. But as of right now, as of the recording, the only two undefeated teams are the Patriots and the 49ers. And it started the whole bullshit this week. Did the Patriots make a mistake on not keeping Garoppolo? And, and the answer is no. Like, they traded Jimmy Garoppolo. They went on to win the Super Bowl that season. Jimmy Garoppolo plays 12 more years, or even, well, if he played 12 years with Belichick, he probably would have won one. And I'm going to say, probably, probably. You know, the best team in football from 2005 to 2014, do you know the best team in football in those nine years? No. The best regular season team, the best playoff team statistic-wise, who who won the most amount of games, the most amount of regular season games? The Patriots. The most amount of playoff games in that time? The Patriots. Zero Super Bowls. <laughs> you know what I mean? They mm-hmm. they had an undefeated season in there. They you know, they made it to two Super Bowls. So to say that Jimmy Garoppolo would have been great under Belichick, probably. But as soon as they made that trade and the Patriots went on to make it to the Super Bowl, it's like We'll be happy. You know, you 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 weren't gonna you might not have won one. And then they make it to the Super Bowl the next year. They didn't win it. Brady throws five hundred and two yards. You know, is Jimmy Garoppolo gonna have late into two Super Bowls in a row? Maybe, but you wouldn't know. And then last year. Yeah. So it's like, you know what? You've been to three Super Bowls in a row since you got rid of him. He was injured for a year. I hope he has a great career. Um maybe he would have flourished under you know Belichick, but you can't say at this point it was a mistake. You can say it was a mistake to not get more for him. Right. But uh but anyways that that's been the big thing, you know, this weekend. If the Patriots win this weekend, 
Sunday Night Football against the Ravens, and I think you had the Ravens winning. I think right. you had it's over here. You had the Ravens winning a, a close one. I, I want to say it's like you had them like twenty three to seventeen or something like that. I uh, had twenty one to seventeen. Twenty one to seventeen, and I had it 30, 38, 38, 17. Yeah. I'm going to stand by the Patriots winning their offense. I don't think that. I'll say the Patriots win 24 to 17. I'd say 24 to 17. No, I'd say two scores. I'd say 27-17 is what it's going to be. But either way, they have a bye week. Brings us to, the you know, well, we're at the midway point. Quickly, you know, the report card is pretty simple. You know, A plus for the defense, um, probably a B minus for special teams on one hand. Um, you know, on the defensive side of the ball on special teams, on kick kickoffs, kick coverage, they've caused some fumbles, had a couple touchdowns on picking up fumbles on punts and running them in. Um, their kicking game is not this. So, all the people who were like, you know, you know, Gaskowski missed an extra point. Run him out of town. Kaskowski missed a 48-yarder in the rain. Run him out of town. And now that he's gone and we've gone through two kickers since then. And the last game, the first the first extra point, the guy shanked. The second one, I, I would slap either one of your children if they kicked it as poorly. <laughs> I mean, it was something like, you know, out of a bad football movie about XFL scrub players who just... Maces out. <laughs> it's so so bad. It's so, you know, special teams. You know, the offense the same. Offense is a solid C plus, B minus. Honestly, I give Brady a solid B plus, A minus, but truly... You know, and like you said, Mr. Sourpuss, you know, which is funny because, you know, last few years, it's like Bill is a curmudgeon in the postgame and Tom Brady is Mr. Sunshine. And this year, because Bill prides himself on the defense and he has a historically paced defense, like when they eked out a win against Buffalo 16 to 13 or something like that, Bill was really fucking happy. And Brady could not have, like, Dude, you, 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 you can you, see those steam lines game, coming from right? his head. And look, they spent last year's first-round draft pick. They, they had two first-round draft picks last year, uh, one on a running back, one on an offensive lineman. They were trying to give him more weapons. This year, their first-round draft pick was on a wide receiver. You know, But just like last year, Sony Michelle was hurt. You know, Akeem Harry you know, hasn't played yet because he got hurt in training camp. It, when Antonio Brown... Was available, they picked him up. You know, they went out and traded. They're trying to get him players. It's not his fault that Jeff Gordon can't be trusted. It's not his fault that the first round draft pick gets hurt. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, stop being a little bitch. They're trying to surround you with a better offensive line and better weapons. They're using their draft capital on this side of the ball. Don't be a little prick. Make some lemonade, why don't you? Right. But I do get it. The fact that. You look at, you know, nobody, nobody in football puts Julian Edelman in a top 20 wide receiver. You know, it's like, yeah, but he has the most catches every year for the last five years. You got him, you got White. So I give the offense a, a B minus. I give Brady an A plus. You know, the, I give the uh, offensive line, give the offensive line a solid C minus, you know. So, you know, we're eight. No, we're trying to find, you know, granted the next four weeks 
are the four toughest games of the schedule. So if they come out two and two, three and one, you know, it's like, yeah, the defense is legit and they, you know, have eight games to figure it out. But anyways, enough about sport. Let's get into what, you know, our friend Steve and his his lovely wife, you know, tune in for. And that's your video game talk, Joe. First of all, what have we played this week? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing, honey. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's nothing struck me yet. Now, I think because I um, I just don't care anymore. <laughs> I just stopped caring about everything. I'm having bad thoughts, but you know, um, I guess oh, uh, is my laughing about your suicidal tendencies? No, it's fine. It washes off me like a water off a duck's back. So, uh, but. Maybe I'll maybe I'll cheer myself up later when I get Luigi's Mansion Three, which oh. has come out this week for the Nintendo Switch. I like Luigi's Mansion One, and uh, the sequel I own for the 3DS. That was fun. I didn't beat that. I did beat Luigi's Mansion for the GameCube. If you who remembers the GameCube, I do. You do. Yep, yep. And that's all that matters on this podcast. <laughs> so while I was babbling, Jacques pulled a game off my su- PlayStation Two. We'll get to that. I want to talk about Luigi's Man. This is the third installment. Yes. Is it a continued storyline or is it just? It's um, no. I think it's like a <coughs> it's a new adventure. They they seem to have a theme in these types of games with Luigi and Mario, where you know if one has to rescue the other, or Princess Peach or something like they get like in uh, a weird invitation to go to uh, like a hotel. And it's like this hundred-story hotel kind of thing, or whatever. And uh, it's it's Luigi and Peach and Mario and maybe Toad. I don't know. And they get kidnapped, and Lu- except for Luigi, and Luigi has to go find them. And it's a, it's kind of a continuation of the story. Uh, the f- he it's essentially Ghostbusters. Luigi's Mansion. If you've ever seen it, he wears this thing called the Poltergust Three Thousand, developed by Professor Egad. And it's a fun little storyline. Uh, there are uh, in the original video game, there are all these boos, you know, the the, the 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 ghost things in Mario World that inhabit this mansion, and you have to suck them up. And uh, there are also like these other specialty ghosts that you have to, you know, suck with these paint uh, with these uh, with the Poltergust three thousand, this vacuum cleaner essentially, and then uh, you. You put it through this little processor, and then it puts them into a painting, and then you you know fill your gallery with the paintings of all these deceased people, whether they be babies or old <laughs> old ladies or whatever. Anyways, it's a fun story. This is the same. It's more of the same. Um, but then you there's also like multiplayer online, oh. which is cool, I guess. But Nintendo's not known for their stellar online capabilities. So, but, it's, but I'm guessing that the way they things have changed via uh, Overwatch via you know Fortnite that it's kind of probably important to stay relevant to have that aspect. Yes, no. Oh yeah, I mean, the, well, Splatoon is their big like right, right. Um, online multiplayer game that's in that same fashion of Overwatch and Fortnite. But again, like just the connectivity issues, just the ability of like trying to find. A, it's a long story of a, like it, it's a tired I, 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 story. I got, I got time. No, I don't. I don't have the time. Okay, I, right. I have to. I have to finish this nacho. Okay. But I mean, long story short. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 is coming out now, probably, or is out, and I'll probably buy it before Christmas, and I'll play it, 
and then I'll be sad after, and then during, and before, and always. God who, damn it! Who was a uh, who was Luigi's love interest? Is Peach? Is Peach he's Mario's kind of a confirmed bachelor? That Luigi, mm-hmm. and not a gay guy. It's just you know, he's like he's just a seventies porn mustache. Yeah, bachelor. He, he's just kind of doing his own thing. You know, I mean, I guess Day. No, Daisy. She's a character that is in those Mario like tennis games. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, no, I, Rosalina. Who is Rosalina? Rosalina. She was in Super Mario Galaxy. She like oversaw the the star. The, like the little star creatures, I don't know. It, it, she's another princess, and she is she related to anybody? Uh, I think she's impeached I, like I, sisters, cousins. I don't know, but I do think that um, I'm bored with this topic. <laughs> then let's get on to the review. It's Please, on the PlayStation Two. It's on the PlayStation Two, and I'm gonna say it's a C game because it's not. I don't think it's Castlevania, and it's not Crazy Taxi. What uh, is the other C game that I have? It's for the oh, is it uh, Crash Bandicoot? It is. Oh, okay, great. Crash Bandicoot: The Wrath of Cortex. Uh, I don't know if I've played this particular Crash game. You know, I sometimes I you know I go to thrift stores every now and then. I find these games and I buy them with the intention of playing them in my free time, but. I um, I squander my time and uh, my money, so it's kind of a twofer there. I buy it, I put it on my shelf, and then I sometimes don't get around to it. Crash Bandicoot though is a, it was kind of like supposedly maybe like the, the the Sonic the Hedgehog of the Sony PlayStation. It started on the original Sony PlayStation. It was a 3D platformer, kind of linear. You know, like you couldn't, you had like this path, and you you. The, the gameplay was weird because you would, I guess it would, it would start off where you're following Crash Bandicoot from behind going forward. So the perspective was kind of odd for platforming, um, but then it would go to a traditional side-scrolling platformer and you're bouncing around trying to collect items and I'm already bored with my own synopsis of Crash Bandicoot. Have but you played it? I've not played this, Crash Bandicoot, The Wrath of Cortex. At least I don't remember playing it. I might have popped it in for like 15 minutes and go, oh, yeah, it's a nice little Crash Bandicoot game, and then uh, stopped. <laughs> if you didn't own this this piece of... I would know, be uh, a much you, better person. How much, how much richer would you be? <laughs> I would probably have... Uh, an additional six dollars in my pocket. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, four ninety nine. Yeah. Shipping so good. Yeah, all right. All right. You know, have we pulled off a diamond in the rough like a game that you thought was like four bucks? It turned out to be like eight. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think we've, we've had we had a couple, couple of. Those. I think we've had a couple of NES games like that. Yeah. Okay, just, uh, just just yeah. Don't worry about it. My retirement is sound. Don't worry. <laughs> I've made wise investments. I'm not just a fool. <laughs> That is soon parted with his money. <laughs> yeah, I thought you sunk all your money into Back to the Future t-shirts. No, that was my wife. Okay. Your wife. Uh, what have you watched this week? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, let me uh, circle back to me because I honestly... I, I've watched I, nothing. Yeah. Like with, with, the, with the two days of trick-or-treating <laughs> and stuff like that, you uh-huh. know, uh, the Patriots, you know, played... You know, uh, there were the Monday night games, so it was, uh, it, so 
you know, that was, uh, which is great. We, you know, even talk about that. It was like, it was just great to see, um, the Patriots break the soul of another team. Baker Mayfield has uh, not recovered well since being. Um, anyways, when we're done with Patriots. Yeah, what the hell? Fuck. But but yeah, it was. Uh, it, this, it was one of those weeks with Halloween and getting costumes ready, you know, and all that stuff. Living life. Living life. <laughs> we went to a haunted house. And the, oh, I think we went to it after we were here. Did I talk about the? My little guy went out. The little one. Uh, well, he's nine. Uh, as Georgie from it, which. I haven't seen, and he hasn't seen. Yeah, we mentioned it last week. Yeah. What is wrong with us that <laughs> we're letting him do that? But I, I literally watched like half an episode of the last time. No, watched, I watched the pilot episode of Batwoman. I did. Oh. Management and I watched the pilot. It's good. It's a CW show. Yeah. You know, like it. Um, I saw a scene from Batwoman a couple of weeks ago, and it was like an elevator kind of scene, and then I was like, oh, okay. It's a CW show. And, you know, it's like he, uh, in, in Batman, in the video games, and for about 20 years, you know, they they, they they haven't redeveloped his character, but some of the supporting characters, like Lucius Fox, played by Morgan Freeman in the movies, the guy who helps make all his gadgets and this like this, um, and, and Batwoman... Batman's been gone for three years. People don't know if he abandoned the city, if he's dead. For somehow, Lucius Fox is gone, and his son is kind of overseeing the empty wing of uh, Wayne Tower, and turns out to be, and, and this, and Batwoman is his first cousin and his only living relative. Yada yada yada, and. and the character who's Lucius Fox's son is very much like um, the smart black assistant on I'm trying to think on Arrow. Who it's you like lost it's me. like yeah no because you want to go do laundry and have Sam, <laughs> I mean, but but it's one of those things where it's like all right this is like the ninth DCCW show and like some of these character tropes are kind of they they're starting to meld into each other right right yeah. it's like oh you're kind of just part this guy from this and this guy from this and the same thing like we've talked about I love Arrow I love the Arrow show but it's like okay you can't put Batman. And on the CW universe of DC for for different reasons. So you're going to take a lot of the Bruce Wayne Batman story and incorporate them into the Arrow story. And that's what you're doing. Kind of you're trying to force all these, you know, Gotham characters. Well, I, I'm for I'm not saying it's not great. You know, right. you know, it's like trying to shoot holes in the Patriots. Eight no season so far. Here we go. But uh, but uh, yeah, so that's all I've watched. I've only had time to watch that. But you, uh, what have I been watching? Like, I, I don't think I went back to try to finish the Paul Lind Halloween special this week. Did you watch the feminine hygiene videos from the 70s that I know no, I, I, I I did have that on my on my to-do oh, list. Oh, you watched Tommy Boy? I did watch Tommy Boy because a uh, couple of things, there are a couple of viral videos going around of people uh, impersonating Matt Foley, young and old. I saw uh, a couple of young... I'm going to have to ask you, Dad, to shut your trap! <laughs> there was one where they had uh, a little kid uh, doing Matt Foley and really well, uh, I thought, a cute, uh, well enough for like a five-year-old, you know, wearing like the padded fatness under his shirt and doing the lines. And then um, 
Oh, you over there, what do you want to be? And then the dad from off camera goes, I want to be a writer. Well, Lottie freaking da. And then he raises his eye glasses up and down. He's like, I can't see so good. Is that Bill Shakespeare over there? I got to show you the video afterwards because it's it, that's like the killer line. But then Chris Farley uh, was honored again in another viral video by like a, another little kid for who dressed up like him for Halloween. And it made it to David Spade's Instagram page and on his show lights out that nightly comedy century central show. He actually does like a, uh, a Skype interview with the kid and it's like, all right, let's do a couple of lines. And, um, he's like, you know, uh, uh, what's your phone number? And like the kids like not doing the line and the mom's like, come on, you're not going to get your candy. It's like, Oh, we said the same thing to Chris. <laughs> <laughs> but with Chris, he meant cocaine and candy. <laughs> Sorry. I'll show myself you know, you- again. Uh, yeah shit balls yeah so i've been watching but you watch tommy boy for another reason oh right Right. because of those videos and i showed it to my younger son and i i've shown him the like other snl skits with chris farley because i'm a good dad good dad yeah well not really a good person i'm i'm impersonating one yes that's my impersonation of being a good father how about him um and then I saw. I said to him, wait, did you even see Tommy Boy? And he goes, I don't know what that is. And so when I came to, I said, we have to immediately watch Tommy Boy, which we literally did. We stopped everything we were doing, which was coincidentally nothing. And we put in Tommy Boy right before you arrived. We finished uh, a, a, another classic viewing of a classic movie. And... Um, and then Connor came back from work, like right after you know Big Tommy died in the movie, so he missed the the sad part. And then we got right to the good stuff. Just one classic lines, one after I put another. My head up and put your ass, but I no way. You have derailed. <laughs> Shut up, Richard. <laughs> Come on. What is this? This is a little coat. Fat don't, guy. Don't do it, dickhead. <laughs> Fat guy in a little coat. Take take it off, dickhead. Fat guy in a little coat. <laughs> Fat guy in a little coat. <laughs> Richard, what happened to us? <laughs> and that's when I blow it. <laughs> You're sick. <laughs> Let's see if we can turn the grill off. Tommy like wingy. <laughs> No, why don't we just do that? We should just do a whole. Can, can we just talk, Tommy? Yeah. Boy? How come we haven't done? Because we were, it, it, we're focusing on fucking Donald Trump it, getting booed at a fucking. But, it, but, game. but that was great. That yeah. wasn't Tommy Boy. It might have been Tommy Boy. No, but Tommy Boy is something we haven't done a side show. Oh, by the way, we haven't done a side show in a bit. Uh, our friend Biff had made a great suggestion. How come we haven't done our ranking of late night talk shows and hosts? Uh, I don't watch a lot of late night. Yeah, but like, our favorites, we we don't have to watch everyone now because there are there's a thousand. Number now. one, Letterman. Everyone, Letterman. Yeah. Number two, Conan. Conan number three, Johnny Carson. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Uh, John Stewart would probably make my oh, list. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, okay, you know? John Stewart. Yeah, Carson's lower than uh, he's 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 down there. He's in my top five. Yeah, no, it's just, you know, um, yeah, but maybe maybe at one point I thought it was a good suggestion. No, you know? I like it. Um, it's got a beat and I can dance to it. <laughs> you, so you got a parenting tip, my friend. I would say if you're going to, um, if you're going to help your son dress up as Bob Ross for Halloween, and he's 13, um, 
make sure you get the beard right. You know, make sure you get the... The, the, make sure that the beard that comes with the costume has the appropriate... First of all, fits their face because apparently it was... Have you tried staples? I would never do such a thing to harm an animal. <laughs> the guy had like the Did worst delivery. <laughs> Brush them off. You want to save somebody? Save, save yourself. yourself. By the way, um, uh, connection between Scrooged and our favorite movie, The Jerk. Do you know what the connection is? Uh, both awesome. And they both star or have starred Mabel King. Oh. The woman, the, the, the mother from, uh, Naven's mother, and also um, the grandmother in um, in Scrooge. Like the, you know, the. Right, 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 right. The right. They're, 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 um, they, they can call A and P. It's in the dictionary. Right there under A right. and then P. Right. They're big girls. Very big girls. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I, I didn't think I could like Scrooge more. Uh, but Bob Ross, the beard wasn't perfect. The the fro wasn't froy enough. Um. I, yeah, I was going somewhere with the parenting tip. Actually, I wasn't. I had no parenting yeah, yeah, you, I was going to say, if you're going oh, to you, help him with the costume, make sure that you do it uh, not five minutes before you're supposed to meet his friends. Probably a good idea. You know, like may, maybe, maybe take an extra... 10 minutes, 15, 20, even go so far as 30 minutes to make sure that the beard fits and, um, you know, test it out, give it a test run, you know, give yourself time to improvise some sort of attachment device to the beard so that he doesn't look stupid. Did he uh, not get candy? Um, oh, he got candy. Okay. I mean, and by he, I meant I. Well, that's my parenting tip. So, again... You have a child that obviously is Jesus' punching bag, as is ours, and uh, can't eat all the candy he gets. Uh, that doesn't mean you don't get your ass out there and you, you, you get every goddamn piece of candy you can. It's not all about you, you little prick. Um, so, you know, my, my son knows, my parenting tip is like, all you do is say, thank you. You don't say, does this have nuts in it? You know, does this come with a side of fun because I don't want you to put that in my bag. Is this a cage-free Snickers? <laughs> right, exactly. So, get back out there, get all the candy, uh, and uh, stop being a, such a little whiner. You know, um, and can't you be allergic to, let's say, $100,000 bars because those are my favorite. You mean hundred grand? That's what I said. Um, but I did on the way home. Uh, I pulled a Beverly Goldberg mm. as we were driving home because there's a hospital at the end of our street. I pulled up towards the emergency room, and the boy's like, what are you doing? I'm like, we got to x-ray your candy. <laughs> you know? and, and I thought, oh, that's pretty funny. There's probably people who are dying. I'm gonna, you know, they're not in on your fun little sketch, <laughs> right? I, I thought they come out with a whole gurney and like put the candy on your stat. But. Speaking of the Goldbergs, this this year's episode, I actually that's what I, one of the things I did watch was the Goldbergs on Wednesday, and uh, Adam dresses up in multiple costumes throughout the episode, and one of them is Weird Al Yankovic. So, and by the way, Paul Rudd dressed up as Weird Al Yankovic like a week ago. Oh, or something that's like that. great. Yeah. Uh, Management had sent me the best thing. <clears throat> the actor who plays Daredevil and the actor who plays Loki, they're in a holly they're in a play together. They went to a Halloween um event 
dressed in each other's costumes, uh, and it, it, which made me really happy. And the fact that Daredevil's coming into the MCU now is like even better. And oh, are you getting Disney Plus on the twelfth? <laughs> I am getting Disney Plus for free. Oh, because you bought the new iPhone? No, we, we're just a member of Verizon. Oh, so I got right. the text message the other day. Good for you. Yeah. That's how they get you. It's You know, it is because it's like seven bucks. But, you know, and, and we've talked about this, you know, between the DCU app, the Disney Plus, Amazon, Hulu, and Netflix. I mean, that's, what, that's all we watch anyways, really. You, bas- you basically have cable. But right. it's, uh, it's on demand. Right, you know, I and, and again, there's so very few things we watch outside of that. So, you know, we still do have cable. I, I don't know; it's just stupid. But I, I went into I went into our Verizon thing, and I'm like, how much do we pay for all these? And that's one of the things you just go in. I'm like my internet's 105 bucks. Like cable's like 50. I'm like, well, the bill seems high, but it's not like I'm going to save much by getting rid of um, uh, the interweb. But the app, those those add-ons, I end up paying more for those than I do cable. I think. Yeah, if only there was some way to consolidate all of those services into one, shut and then pay. It, shut it. That's called cable. Uh-huh. By the way, speaking of which, I have to kind of talk to you about getting you hooked up on my HBO. Did so you, you did get... did you watch The Watchmen? I guess the pilot Who episode. The Watchmen. <laughs> I guess a lot of people. I know. I, I I don't. I'm not a big Watchmen guy. I don't know. I, 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 have you seen the movie? No. No. And, and and if you had said yes, I was going to say, have you seen it with me to explain <laughs> scene by scene why awesome it is? Uh, oh. So we we can rectify that like any time because it's on my Apple TV. Yeah. It's on uh, my DCU app. <laughs> you know. I mean, yeah. there's well, a I number gonna, of. I have yeah. the Blu-ray. Yeah. Yeah, that's not, that's nice. I, I see you, Homer. It's very nice. <laughs> uh, oh, I will say this: uh, we took one of my little guy's friends to his first trick or treating, and he showed up late. So I was like, "Well, we just pillage this neighborhood. Let's get in the car and drive." And half mile down the road from our house is some kind of one of those like Unitarian like churches, and my sister's church does something like this. It's called Trunk or Treat, dude. And I, I will post. I always say I'm going to post some stuff. Uh, they had the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile there, <laughs> and and you know I see all the cars. Like you know what? Let's just bang this out. You know, I mean, we don't have to go to another neighborhood. We can walk for five minutes and get it all done. The guy, you know, with the with the glowing lights to kind of like direct you know the traffic coming in. Swear to effing God, Ned Flanders, and he was really really excited that we're here and this is great and this is blah 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 and really nice guy and as soon as we're like okay he tells us what a parker wrote the window i'm like guys who was that and my boy's like i don't know it's like okay we don't know him i had to explain to him it's like we don't know him but who does he remind you of you dumbasses uh-huh. i'm like we're at a church and he's real super oakley doakley happy that we're here. And they're like, oh my god, he's Ned Flanders. <laughs> like he is Ned Flanders. Yeah, your your son came in with the uh, with actually speaking of the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile, he got a souvenir from the Wienermobile. Yep. It's like a little clear um, we, m- mini Wienermobile mold. Yep. Which I, mean, I immediately looked at as like, oh, it's my first dildo. It, like it, what the it, fuck? It, it, it's a whistle. Oh, so it's a, yeah, it's a with nothing phallic about that at all, you know. <laughs> I gotta blow my wiener. <laughs> so, oh. anyways, oh. so so wrapping it up. Um, 
You know, uh, boobies at the World Series. Yeah, boobs uh, and boobies. <laughs> yes, you know, bloaters crying there. We both had great Thanksgivings. Uh, I'm sorry, great. Cr- oh boy, wow! Christmas time is here. Seriously, it really is. Great it's Halloween. To look a lot like Halloween. I don't. Uh, one thing I did watch. Another thing I watched was the. Um, Simpsons Hall uh, Treehouse of Horror Marathon. Is the new one good? The new one was okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, out of the 30, how many have they had? 30. This was their 30th. Rank it. It was top 10, middle 10, bottom uh, 10. I haven't seen them all. I would probably say somewhere in the mid to bottom. I don't know. Okay. It wasn't It wasn't like over the top, like, wow. Is it not your Simpson? It's it's um it's somebody's Simpsons. <laughs> it's fine, I guess. I don't know. It, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but watching the old ones, oh my god! Like watching the ones that I grew up with in my day. Yeah, the '90s ver. Oh god, they're just uh, they're 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 all good. They're all all the first ten seasons of The Simpsons are just magnifique. I'm not gonna argue. Yeah, nor would you. Nor would you. You would lose the argument. That's why you would not argue. So um, I I'd guess- be like a w, w, uh, I'd be like a double amputee. I'd have no leg to stand on. <laughs> Very good. Very took good. Took a while to get out. Yeah, you know. How to get the marbles out right. there first. <laughs> You're lying, George. You're lying. <laughs> That's it for us. Happy Halloween. Oh, wait. We're late. Uh, happy Veterans Day. Yeah, we're early on that one. Shit. So there's nothing coming up. Oh, well. Have a day. Have a nice week. Have a, Oh, uh, set your clocks back. Oh, wait. It's too late. Um... um Zip it in and zip it out. Zippity doo And don't forget.
if it's worth 